0: Well, hello and welcome back to the Storm Dare Weather podcast. This is episode 260. I'm Rando and this is the Spring Break edition. And uh, the reason I'm calling it Spring Break is the kids are on Spring Break. So Corey is on his way to Miami, Oklahoma with the family because he's off tomorrow and kids are here. But I am not alone in the studio. I have my best friend Gary with me. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, um happy to be back yay, uh well, especially since you're my roommate now, so I kind of forced you to do this <laughs> i I hope you don't mind, but you know your insight is very very much welcome to to here, so okay, let's get started. um you're loving these nice warm temperatures, like you know seventies eighties uh yeah, let's get them back. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. We're recording this on March thirteenth. We are now back below average in temperatures. Did the high even get to 40 today?
1: I think it probably did this afternoon. Uh, that's
0: insane.
1: It, it it warmed up enough that um, I was actually warm sitting in the truck for a little while because okay. of sunlight.
0: Yeah, fortunately the sun is shining, so that's good. But no, we are in this cold... Uh, Regime. I mean, the uh, cold high pressure from Canada has kind of slid down into the area. The winds aren't that strong today. I mean, disc golfing yesterday. Did I go yesterday? Was it yesterday? Yes. Over? Yeah, to, to Forsyth. Wasn't too bad, but it was kind of breezy coming off, you know, of Lake Taney Como. Uh, the squish factor. We, that's the thing Phil and I call it the squish factor. Now <laughs> it's like if the squish factor is four or five, we don't even go because you, yeah, you're gonna come out all muddy. It's exactly it's squishy, and I don't want to keep going and washing my shoes, so I'll do that. No foresight's good. Um, Iserman, where we normally go here in town, you drove by it the other day, didn't you? And it was yes. just nuts.
1: Uh, yeah, I can't. Um, what I remember. I don't remember what day that was. It was yesterday,
0: or the day before
1: or uh, something? it was a few days ago, but okay it, uh, um, people were out playing, and there was a large body of water <laughs> where
0: normally there is only grass. <laughs> <laughs> See that's not fun for me, I mean. I don't know. I, I I'm not one of these aqua disc golfers or whatever you call it, hydro disc. I don't know. Like, yeah, I have
1: no idea what to call it. Um, um, yeah, and water, water, disc. Yeah, you could watch the putting game at the water park. It would be that kind
0: of that, thing. Exactly. I'm, I'm watching that. Joe Miz Pro. I mean, if if you're into disc golf at all, Joe Miz Pro. Uh, on YouTube has wonderful stuff. They got all the tournaments. There's one of many. There's what? Uh, uh, what's what's uh, 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 G- gatekeeper, gatekeeper, and GK Pro. Yeah, there's there's tons of them. If you're into disc golf, uh, the disc golf
1: guy, disc golf guy, yes, CC, CCDG. So,
0: um, uh, I've seen seen that, but uh, you something you, something disc golf. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's what you know. That's what Gary and I do on days we can't get out. Yeah, because it's just it's a, it's impossible to. Anyway, we're talking about lots of disc golf. One of the other courses here in town is called a Sunset, and it always floods, always floods. I mean, holes one, two, three, and I drove by it a few days ago, and even hole four was underwater. And the ducks had set up, you know, shop there. There are four or five of them just kind of sitting there, and it's like, you know. And I see on 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 Facebook they they say, you know, Sunset two thirty, let's go. I'm like. Which hole are you playing? Because it's all underwater. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, and well you Icerman has its own set of things because um, there was deer spur everywhere the last time we were out there. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. At least they have pickleball. That is at true. Iserman, so. <laughs> That's the Brains Community Center on Compton if you're ever out that way. So you know what else we need for, for good disc golf? Temperatures not in the forties. That would be very useful. Yes, Phil and I went to Forsyth. It was like almost seventy one day. We were in shorts and a t shirt at seventy degrees. It was absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, the atmosphere right now is we're we're in this transition zone. March, you know, of course, you know, Gary. Uh, March and April are the transition zone. Now that we're getting the the, the warm air trying to pump back in. You still got the cold front slamming into that stuff, and that's obviously why we have the heightened severe weather. Um, we didn't have any last week.
1: No. Uh, all we got is the cold.
0: Yeah, I don't like that.
1: Well, that one went down south. Okay, we did have some storms come through. Uh, I remember a lot of lightning and thunder. That's right. That's
0: right. Was that a few days ago? Yeah. I can't remember. All my days are like running together now. I don't even know. The all- last week all runs together. <laughs> I, yes, I bet. Yeah, I bet. And we have uh, we've been told that. Well, not been told. We've been hearing chatter around that you know we're going to be well below average. And basically, what they're saying, you know, let me just let me just give a, an idea. We're going to have a little warm up right now. Uh Sorry, no, this is Monday. So on Tuesday, we're going to get to 51. Wednesday, we're going to get to 63. Thursday is going to be 63, but a cold front is on the way. And what that's going to do is slam another Arctic high-pressure system down into the area. And it's going to pretty much set our temperatures. Our high temperatures Saturday, Sunday, and Monday are only going to be in the low to mid-40s. And the lows are going to be in the low to mid-20s. That is... January averages,
1: and that sounds like a wonderful time for
0: me to work from home. <laughs> That's right, you get to work from home. I know. At least I got a heater. <laughs> but, that is true. But you know, I'm I'm not I'm not going to go out there. I'm not going to go out there and play in that. Oh, and also in Arkansas, uh, here I'm going to call that up. Arkansas is. Uh, I got to call my map up. There's such a professional podcast. Uh, Freeze warnings. Freeze warnings for Arkansas. Usually, it, well, it looks like south of Harrison, all the uh, south of Fort Smith, all the way up to Harrison, and east freeze warnings for the entire state of Tennessee. <laughs> entire state of Tennessee freeze warning. Northern Mississippi, northern Alabama, northern Georgia, northwestern South Carolina, and going into a lot of North Carolina. Freeze. Warning, temperatures overnight that's going to stay down in the middle 20s that kills vegetation. <clears throat> now, I've, ha- I've had some people ask me, well, you know, well, we are here in Missouri. We're not getting any freeze warnings. Well, the simple reason for that is, do you know the reason for that? Uh,
1: it would be because... Planting season hasn't really started
0: here yet. Exactly, exactly. That that that's the biggie. I mean, it, the growing season has begun down there. And also, the other thing is, uh, if if you're familiar with the terms CRH and SRH, no. Uh, SRH stands for Southern Regional Headquarters. It's a it's the national section region of the National Weather Service that governs, like the Southern Region, which would be Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana down southern, and then we are in the Central Region, Central Regional Headquarters, CRH, which is Missouri, Kansas, Kentucky, North. So our criteria is different, also, and for that reason, you yeah, said Yeah, uh, because now the Southern Regional Headquarters is getting all up and freaking out now.
1: (laughs) Well, yes. Uh, I can imagine that it will cost a lot of dollars if they have to replant.
0: Oh, exactly. Yeah, and I don't know what they've planted out there yet. I mean, Alabama and and Mississippi, I mean, they're pretty far south. They've got to be growing something.
1: Yeah, I imagine they grow year-round, but I bet you they rotate different crops based on what the weather is.
0: You know that would make sense. I'm not a farmer, so I don't know. Didn't Didn't you say also in like the Boot Heel, Missouri? There's lots of cart cotton uh, around there, so yeah, they're under if, freeze warning too. The Boot Heel. Yeah,
1: if you if you go down in southeast Missouri down toward Tennessee and all of that, uh, you see a lot of cotton. So and yeah,
0: I don't know how. Cotton reacts to cold, but yeah, I, I don't either. I don't know, but you know, I, I need some new. I need some new disc golf shirts.
1: <laughs> probably ought to try hemp. It's supposed to be softer, you know, and it it's
0: probably more breathable. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's true uh, Looking ahead Oh, well, actually, let me back up a minute. Yeah, so we said that, you know, the, the highs starting, starting Saturday, Sunday, Monday Into next week Are going to be, like, in the 40s and the 20s But I did check the GFS thermals And we might hit 50 on the 21st You know what the f- 21st of March is? Uh, that would be Spring Equinox I'm going to give you a bell on that And I'm going to give you this, too, because spring, the real astronomical spring is just around the corner. Now, we're in meteorological spring, and I noticed some of the National Weather Service offices call it climatological spring. I mean, what we're in now. Yes. I like meteorological spring because I practiced for hours trying to say meteorological. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tongue twister, you got to admit. <laughs> uh, well, um, you had a
1: little difficulty with climatological.
0: That's because I haven't really said it before. <laughs> I read it, but it hasn't actually come out of my mouth yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we might hit 50 on the 21st. It looks like 70 degrees, maybe, the GFS on the 23rd. Now, granted, this is the 13th, so we're talking 10 days out. So mm, GFS generally does pretty good with thermals. It, it doesn't, it, it's worthless on precipitation. I mean, they're they're even saying now the GFS wants a little wraparound snow Friday morning because remember the cold front's coming through Thursday. Uh, I'm not convinced. I mean, if it if it does snow, we'll see a few flakes and it'll be out of here. But I think the general consensus is that the rain is going to move out before the bitter cold comes in. So that's why you know I'm not mentioning it. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, a lot of people still want snow, and it's like, okay, well, if you do, why don't you go up to the northern states, like North Dakota, because they got snow. Or go to California. Well, (laughs) man, we're going to talk about that in in other news, because they're getting hammered right now with rain and some of the snow and stuff. Oh, there's so much to talk about. So we will do that in a second. Uh, I always want to say the uh, normal high and low for today uh, is 58 and 35. And it might have got to 40 today. (laughs) And next Monday uh, on 320, 60 and 37. Now, that's Springfield averages. So basically, you can add one or two for Branson. That's what I understand. That makes sense. You know, because we don't have any steadfast records. You know what I mean? We don't have any steadfast records here, so... We can't do that. So, anyway, you got anything to add on the first part there before we get to the next segment? I would rather
1: have warm weather. I hate cold weather.
0: I hate cold weather, too. The older I get, the more I hate it. And I think my mother, my mother listens to this podcast. So, hi, Mom. She's, she's happy that you're on here, by the mm-hmm. way. Well, I love your mother. <laughs> Everybody that's met my mother absolutely loves her. So, I want her on the podcast sometimes. So, Mom... I'm going to come up there with my equipment, and you and I are going to have a a segment sometime. (laughs) Anyway, she said, she texted me just a little bit ago. Oh, puberty. I need to talk down here. No, she texted me (laughs) earlier, and she said she had a sneezing fit of 18 sneezes. So it's time to get to the next segment, which we have had on hiatus for a while. (laughs) We're bringing back the pollen report. But of course we are. Yeah, I have been miserable, and you've seen me. It's just the itchy throat, the you know the, the, the itchy nose, itchy ears. Last night I was laying in bed. I woke up with my tongue scratching my throat. You know, trying to because I'm itching so bad. So thanks to you, have turned me on to Zyrtec. This is not an advertisement for Zyrtec or any antihistamines. You do your choice. But mine has always been Claritin, but that Zyrtec works.
1: And me. I can still tell that you're having
0: problems with your eyes. Oh my gosh. I, I forgot to call my eye doctor today. I've been using all sorts of drops for my eyes itchy, itchy, itchy. And there's, you know, one of the predominant pollens is juniper. And you're allergic to juniper too. Yes. You've been coughing and sneezing, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the, the ones that I really have problems with, though, um, are all of the conifers. Those um, oh, that like cedar and stuff? Yeah, uh, cedar pine, The all ones that,
0: cu- that repaint your car, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, that you turn everything yellow. Oh. Those are The conifers? Call yeah. Conifer- See, you're smart. I just call them cedar trees. I don't They're know. C- cone bearing. Oh, really? Oh, that, no, that's the wrong one. That's the one I meant, cone-bearing. <laughs> cone-bearing. <laughs> okay, so you have... You have
1: now, oak Desi- is not... Deciduous. The oak is a deciduous tree. Okay.
0: And then a uh, pine tree is a pine
1: cone, and then... It a, is a coniferous, yes. And then And if you think about it, in extreme northern environments, the only thing that you see are...
0: Oh, because they're year round. Desi- deciduous. No. No. Coniferous. Coniferous.
1: Because they have needles instead of leaves. So. Oh, oh, that's what that means.
0: I don't know anything about trees. You know about trees.
1: I only know about trees because of biology classes that were,
0: you know. Forty-five years ago. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not talk about high school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. But anyway, the other the other ones are elm and maple. I mean, all the trees are like popping right now. Maybe not today, but and then we're going to get seventy sixties on Wednesday, and then bam, another cold front. I mean, I think a lot of trees are already really starting to go. Aren't well, they? Well, it looks
1: like the dogwoods in the neighborhood. Yes. Are, no, no, I mean, everything is white. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I'm allergic to that or not. I just know that juniper just really messes me up and and, and messes you up, too. Um, the, uh, the forecast for this week for the pollen on Tuesday will be medium-high. Wednesday and Thursday is in the high category. So Wednesday and Thursday, it's going to be nuts. Now, Thursday is when the showers and thunderstorms come in late, like afternoon later. So we're, we're probably, what's going to happen is we're probably going to warm up the first part of the day. Uh, like Wednesday night, mm-hmm. moisture is going to move in, and we all know what happens when moisture moves in. At night, the temperature does not drop that much because it, it, moisture will keep this, the, the temperature the same. Uh, you, you don't have the dew point width at that point. If you have a really dry dew point, that temperature is going to tank at night. Anyway, so... We'll probably warm up. The cold front's going to come through uh, Thursday, Thursday evening. Actually, there's a chance for thunderstorms Thursday evening with the Storm Prediction Center on a day four just to our southwest. There's, they're outlining severe weather, not wow. us, but southwest of us.
1: Uh, so, and depending on if we have calm winds, the next morning, uh, fog.
0: You, you mean Friday morning? Yeah. Or you mean Thursday
1: morning? Uh,
0: the morning after the precept. After the precept. So that would be, yeah, it'd be Friday. Yeah. Well, but it's going to be really cold, too. Yeah. I'm thinking more maybe fog uh, overnight Wednesday because the temperature is not going to fall that much, and we're going to have all this moisture content. Yep.
1: No, there's a possibility.
0: But but true. I mean, it, I think it depends on how fast that, that cold front is going to, like, plow through on, on Friday. And until you live down
1: here, you don't really understand just how dense fog can be. Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, you've been driving. T- tell everybody like your some of your adventures driving to Springfield in fog.
1: Well, uh, dr- driving so far, driving back and forth to Springfield um, isn't really a big deal, except uh, there was one night when traffic coming this way got down to 40 miles per hour on 65. Oh, wow. Everybody was traveling at 40 because you couldn't see more than about four stripes ahead of you. Oh, my gosh. That's dense. Yeah, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you you come come
0: across a curve, and you're like, oh, that's where the curve is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, And that's why we always say if you get in fog, you don't have to have a dense fog advisory. If you're in fog, slow down. So I'm glad everybody was going... 40 still that could be a little fast you know well
1: it it was kind of scary and um there was a couple cars of course that knew better and went speeding on their way of course and one of them we passed on um with their vehicle on the guardrail just not i didn't see it until the next day oh okay because on the way Up to Springfield the next day, the car was still there on
0: the guardrail. Ah, you mean crashed on the guardrail? Oh yeah. Oh man, like low beams and slow down, guys. You know, there's always going to be that idiot. And I don't mean to point fingers, but if it's raining, don't go 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Slow, slow down. You don't have to go 20, but just slow down. Just you know, you don't want a hydroplane. The water splashes. You don't want to splash people. Yeah. You know, the trucks slow down even.
1: Yes, and uh, low beams.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They. My they, pet peeve. <laughs> yeah, Gary has has learned uh, some lessons by being in Branson. Uh, people don't really pay attention to their low beams. Uh, now I'm not even talking fog. People drive with their high beams on all over the place down here. <laughs> And that
1: is very true. I don't know and why. It, and it's annoying. Well, it is. It's also
0: illegal. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know why. But I've even noticed in Springfield driving at night, um, I see more people with their brights on. I don't understand. Um
0: are more people getting cataracts? I mean, you know, they need to <laughs>
1: go get cataract surgery. <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know, because, um, you know,
1: I, I was diagnosed with them this year, and I think you were,
0: too. I was diagnosed two years ago, but fortunately, mine are not in my direct center. They're to the side, so it's not affecting my vision. Yours are in your center,
1: right? Yeah, mine are centralized, but they said it would be three to five years before... I would even notice anything yeah, from them.
0: Yeah, they're probably just little specks now. Yeah. Well, we're getting to that. We're getting to that age, Gary. You know, I have the, the cataracts going on here. Yeah, we're something. old. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I just pulled up the forecast grid for Branson. Uh, Thursday night, 80% rain and breezy. I'm going to add thunderstorms in there. Uh, actually it says that uh, rain or possibly a thunderstorm between seven and 7 pm and 1 a.m then a chance of rain after one, low around 30. Now low around 30. when we talk about the, the overnight low that comes in the morning. that doesn't that's not during the night. That is in the morning, in the coldest part of the day. Uh, so and we think you know if, if rain after one, if it moves out by one, two o'clock, then you're not going to have any precipitation. Then when the precip- when the temperature drops to like 30, there's going to not going to be any rain. So I, that's why I don't think there's going to be any snow around here. But even if there is, it's not going to do anything. No, no. And even the weather service is saying that. it's like no impacts. This isn't a winter event. It's just a backside of a, of a low pressure system. That's all it is. Uh, but check this out. Friday partly sunny, high of 43 and breezy. So. There goes your fog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no fog. Yeah, the only the only thing I hate about forty three and breezy is wind chill. Yeah, um. don't want wind chill. Well, eventually. <sighs> yeah. I I okay, I think we need to move on. Um, hey, guess what? What we we went through this morning at two o'clock a.m. We set our clocks. Work. No, that was Sunday morning. Yesterday at four, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's been a week. Yesterday morning at two a.m., Gary's looking at me like I just had a you know soup sandwich or something. It's like, okay, <laughs> okay. <coughs> There's those allergies again. I tell you, those allergies are nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, daylight saving time. We went there. I'm I'm adjusting okay. I don't know if you are, but.
1: I can't really notice a difference yet, other than really? the fact that I'm actually waking up at 6 now instead of 5 every day.
0: Uh, well, that's true. Oh, so now when you get up at 5.30, your body's going to think 4.30. Yes. Ew. Oh, and you work at home, so you really don't have to get up. I don't early.
1: have to get up that early hey. for the next few weeks. so
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Anyway, that's what the Weather School is this week. It's all about do you like saving time, uh, how it came about, some little history. I got some of that stuff. And we'll talk about uh, the future of that later. So let's get to the Weather School. If there's something about the weather that you want to know Stormed our weather school We just set our clocks forward an hour, which begins Daylight Savings Time. If you were paying close attention to my opening statement, then you would have noticed that I intentionally mispronounced the phrase. Many people call it Daylight Savings Time, but it is correctly pronounced Daylight Saving Time. The main purpose of Daylight Saving Time is to make better use of daylight. We change our clocks during the summer months to move an hour of daylight from the morning to the evening. If you live near the equator, day and night are nearly the same length of about 12 hours, But in the Northern Hemisphere, there is much more daylight in the summer than in the winter. The closer you live to the North Pole, the longer the period of daylight in the summer. Thus, daylight saving time, or summer time, is usually not helpful in the tropics, and countries near the equator generally don't change their clocks. According to some sources, daylight saving time saves energy. Studies done by the U.S. Department of Transportation in 1975 showed that daylight saving time trims the entire country's electricity usage by a small but significant amount, of about 1% each day, because less electricity is used for lighting and appliances. Similarly, in New Zealand, power companies have found that power usage decreases 3.5% when daylight saving time starts. In the first week, peak evening consumption commonly drops about 5%. The rationale behind the 1975 study of daylight saving time-related energy savings was that energy use and the demand for electricity for lighting homes is directly related to the times when people go to bed at night and rise in the morning. In the average home, 25% of electricity was used for lighting and small appliances, such as TVs and stereos. A good percentage of energy consumed by lighting and appliances occurred in the evening when families were home. By moving the clock ahead one hour, the amount of electricity consumed each day decreased. In the summer people who rose before the sunrises used more energy in the morning than if daylight saving time were not in effect. However, although 70% of Americans rose before 7 a.m., this waste of energy from having less sunlight in the morning was more than offset by the savings of energy that results from more sunlight in the evening. The idea of daylight saving time was first conceived by Benjamin Franklin, during his sojourn as an American delegate in Paris in 1784. The idea was first advocated seriously by London builder William Willett in the pamphlet Waste of Daylight, 1907, that proposed advancing clocks 20 minutes on each of the four Sundays in April and turning them back by the same amount on four Sundays in September. As he was taking an early morning ride through Pett's Wood near Croydon, Willett was struck by the fact that the blinds of nearby houses were closed, even though the sun was fully risen. When questioned as to why he didn't simply get up an hour earlier, Willett replied with typical British humor, What? In his pamphlet, The Waste of Daylight, he wrote, Everyone appreciates the long light evenings. Everyone laments their shortage as autumn approaches, and everyone has given utterance to regret that the clear, bright light of an early morning during spring and summer months is so seldom seen or used. Daylight saving time has been used in the U.S. and in many European countries since World War I. Other countries who adopted this 1916 action are Belgium, Denmark, France, Italy, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, Sweden, Turkey, and Tasmania. Nova Scotia and Manitoba adopted it as well, with Britain following suit three weeks later on May 21, 1916. In 1917, Australia and Newfoundland began daylight saving. During World War II, President Franklin Roosevelt instituted year-round Daylight Saving Time, called Wartime, from February 9, 1942 through September 30, 1945. From 1945 to 1966, there was no federal law regarding Daylight Saving Time, so states and localities were free to choose whether or not to observe Daylight Saving Time and could choose when it began and when it ended. This understandably caused confusion, especially for the broadcasting industry as well as for railways, airlines, and bus companies. But on January 4, 1974, President Nixon signed into law the Emergency Daylight Saving Time Energy Conservation Act of 1973. Then, beginning on January 6, 1974, Implementing the Daylight Saving Time Energy Act, clocks were set ahead. On October 5, 1974, Congress amended the act and standard time returned on October 27, 1974. Daylight Saving Time resumed on February 23, 1975 and ended on October 26, 1975. In the U.S., Daylight Saving Time starts on the second Sunday in March and ends on the first Sunday in November, with the time changes taking place at 2 o'clock a.m. local time. With a mnemonic wordplay referring to seasons, clocks spring forward and fall back. That is, in springtime, the clocks are moved forward from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m., and in the fall, they are moved back from 2 a.m. to 1 a.m. Daylight saving time lasts for a total of 34 weeks, or around 238 days, every year, which is about 65% of the entire year. Arizona does not observe daylight saving time, except for the Navajo Nation. Hawaii along with the overseas territories of American Samoa, Guam, the Northern Mariana Islands, Puerto Rico, and the United States Virgin Islands also do not observe daylight saving time. Sometimes it's a task trying to just adjust to the new time change regime. Some people show up early or late to church or to pre-scheduled events occurring on the day of the time change. So the best thing to do is set your clocks back or forward an hour on the Saturday night before the time changes go in effect. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. Yeah, so uh, on the DST, Daylight Saving Time, I still see some people saying Savings Time, and I'm like, <gasps> you know, and I get them a... It's saving
1: time. Maybe they have it confused with a bank.
0: With a bank? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, Gary. Oh, God. All right, now okay <laughs> yeah I'll shut up now. no you do <laughs> <laughs> no, I get a chance to use some of my drops so that's fine so uh no uh I I'm not sure why it's it, it's it's stuck I mean there was a bill to like keep it on what it is now central daylight time and not go back but I don't think that Passed? I mean, have you heard anything about that? I haven't heard
1: anything since last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, like it went, it, it, it passed something, like the house or didn't pass the, I don't know, something happened, it got stuck, and I, it was just forgotten about.
1: I, I Well, originally, it was for <laughs> help for farmers, yeah. was what it was all about. Right. And, okay,
0: I don't know that the need has gone. See, I don't either. Well, see, in the weather school, it talks about uh, energy saving. And there was some marked, uh, notable energy savings, like a 0.3%. I have to listen to the weather school again. Uh, Because people, because of the daylight, everybody was outside at night. And then you come in and eat supper and then go to bed. So then you're saving all that time the television's on and your lights are on. Yes. While you're awake, I don't know. It, I, I don't know. It, okay, if you had a choice, if you had a choice between CST and CDT, that's Central Standard Time versus Central Daylight Time, which one would you choose or prefer? I would probably
1: prefer Central Daylight Time. But I would get used to it either way.
0: Yeah, I know. that. <clears throat> that's my deal. And this is the hard one because people lose an hour.
1: Yes, and... But if they just left it alone all year long, wow, nobody would ever lose or gain an hour again.
0: I know. And I mean, and people work around the clock now. Yes. And businesses stay open all year. And I mean, personally, I don't see a need. I mean, uh, uh, nowadays, nowadays, I don't see a need to keep going back and forth.
1: The only other things that I can see it on is. Right now, uh, for the first week or two of it, mm-hmm. uh, kids may be going to school in the dark. Right. They may be wake- waiting on the buses, standing in the dark. Not sure I agree with that. Um, right. Because there is danger involved on that. Yes. However... Uh, in the evenings, in the evening time during the winter, by the time you get, if you get out of school late after an activity or something, you're going to end up coming home in the dark. I don't see the difference.
0: Yeah, but, but if, the, like, the sunset, let's say the sun sets at, at 4.30, let's say, p.m., Central Standard Time. Yes. If it was in Central Daylight Time, the sun would set at 5.30. Yes. So they wouldn't be necessarily coming i mean it's still going to set early because that's the way the world works but right but it's not as early but
1: all they'll do is adjust times for school because that would none, make sense none of, of that set in granite and, and work schedules get adjusted based on when the sun's
0: no you're right well, and, you know, I've been seeing seeing all these memes, too, about these little, you know, picture of a doggy looking up. It's like, you know, your time changed, but my feeding time stays the same. The yes. dogs don't care. If they eat at 4 p.m., they're going to eat at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time or, you know, regardless. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're, yes. they're, that's their supper time or whatever. Yes. <clears throat> I, I think I'm kind of with you. I mean, I would get adjusted either way, but... I kind of like having a little extra disc golf time in the summer. <laughs> I, I <laughs> to like, go out at night,
1: <laughs> I like having the extra time in the evenings. Yeah, uh, because yes, you can go out and enjoy the outdoors yeah. a little. Baseball
0: bit. Baseball games, I mean, anything doesn't have to be disc golf. Yes, so that's my deal.
1: Uh, although I will say this, mm. um, you will hear me cussing in a few weeks <sighs> when I'm cussing. when I'm driving back and forth, and the sun is setting in my eyes when I'm coming. Oh. Home at night, and it's, in my eyes, going into work
0: of a morning. Yeah. Because that happens. Oh, yeah. And Branson is terrible. There's like a week to a week and a half period, and we're getting into that time, where if you're on Hamburger Hill, which is 76 going up where all the hamburger restaurants are, uh-huh. the sun is directly in front of you. I Ugh. mean, as it's setting. It, it's bad. Now, you don't ever go that way. You don't have to do that.
1: I Thank goodness yeah. I do not. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, but when I was going to, 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 you know, the Hughes, I would drive there. I mean, it's blinding because as soon as you get up that hill, there's the sun, and you you can't block it with your hand because there's cars in front of you. You can't do
1: that. I, I've had I've noticed it being an issue. Um, going through Saddlebrook on sixty five.
0: Oh, that's right, because there's a big S
1: curve there. Yeah, and yeah. And going through Saddlebrook, if the sun is in the exact right position, you can't see anything.
0: Mm-mm. So, no, no, it, it, it's, uh, it's dangerous too. I mean, but that's the world we live in. But honestly, daylight saving time doesn't fix that, won't fix that. No, no, all it does is move it by an hour. <laughs> Oh gosh, I know. So anyway, we can't do anything about it. We'll let you know if anything changes. So, okay, it's like let's get to the next segment, which is in other news. I got a few things here. Uh, Table Rock uh, Dam uh, has opened some gates again. I think a few a week ago or whatever they opened a couple of gates for a few days, and that is to supplement some generation. So apparently, the water's moving, not moving quite quick enough. I mean, or they just need some extra power, I guess. It's supplement I, I, generation.
1: I don't – I think it is generation – power generation Use uh, sends through a certain amount of water. And I think that they're wanting to get rid of more of the water from behind the dam. Oh, that's true. I think they're just wanting to drop the water level.
0: Yeah. But normally they would say that. I mean, wouldn't they – I mean, they have said that before. They have said, you know, it's hot. Because the lake level, well, keep talking. I want to find out something. I'm going to go to our website, which is stormdarweather.com, and it has a tab on lake levels. So, okay. Uh, lake level. All right, so let's check the lake levels. Table Rock Lake. Uh, power Pool is, uh-oh, it's not coming up. No! Why isn't it not coming up? Well, I guess we won't check lake levels in. Uh, <laughs> Tani Como? Oh, I got to tell Corey that that's not working. Okay, don't go to the lake levels. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all, all I know is uh, uh, Tani Como is going to be fine. It, it, there's not enough water. It's not going to raise it that much, if at all, because uh, at uh, Empire Park at Forsyth is right at the spillway the power site spillway, and water is just cranking over into Bull Shoals, and it's a long way down. So there, Bull Shoals has quite a bit of room left to actually contain some water. So I want to read you what the Branson, Missouri Fire and Rescue said. Uh, quote, Table Rock Dam will open gates 7, 8, and 9 this morning. I think this was today, yeah. Uh, to supplement generation. Estimated total flow is around 15,000 cubic feet per second and should not cause any flooding downstream. Boaters and fishermen can expect swift water movement downstream as normal, and sightseers can enjoy the view of the water passing through the gates. So, we had uh, uh, someone uh, send us a picture. I think they had, the picture says they had, uh, it shows they had five gates open. They had seven, eight, and nine, plus they had like two and four, two and five, something like that. So, you know, it's not enough to flood. People are losing their minds. <laughs> the first time they did that, we posted it, and people was like, "Oh, it's all going to flood." No, there's not enough water coming out to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, but people um, remember how bad it is when
0: it does flood. That's true. It that that is true. I'll give them that. You know, especially when they have all ten gates open. Oh, yes. And pe- what people don't realize is you can open the gates a little bit. Or a lot of it, yes. You know, so they may just have just a little bit going out. You know, if it's not going to cause flooding. But like, like in twenty thirteen or whatever that that flood, eight twenty oh eight. I don't know when he had flood. They had all ten gates open, pretty wide. They had to because Table Rock was filling up, Beaver was filling up. We, I think we got eight inches, nine inches of rain. Yeah, there's no way this these, you know, the the water system can handle that.
1: No. And no. if I remember right. Uh, Everything south of a certain street in Springfield comes down to. Down, it, it all flows toward the Gulf, so it hit, wound, winds up in the lakes down here.
0: Yes, yes. It, it, I think it's part of the White River system and or then, something.
1: And then everything north of a certain address in Springfield goes up to the Missouri River.
0: Which then goes into the Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> Which all comes out the same. Yeah, it, it all place. comes
1: out the same. <laughs> pl- but yeah. Um, I find it strange that Springfield has the dividing line yeah, through it.
0: Exact yeah, I yeah, exactly. I've known that for a while. I'm like, that's just kind of that's kinda of straight, kinda of eerie in a way. I don't know. So anyway, no flooding, don't worry about it. If if you have nothing to do, next couple of days gonna get, you know, fifty one tomorrow, gonna be sixty two on, on Wednesday. Drive out to the to the dam. It's it's really quite a sight to have those gates up. Just to look at the power of that, and know wow, it's cool. All right, that's uh okay. So we talked about this. We teased this in the A block. California hammered <laughs> another atmospheric river is on. The way, and we have thrown that phrase around. People have been hearing it on on CNN and the Weather Channel and all these different places. Um, I need. I want to give a definition of what an atmospheric river is, and this is from the uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, which is commonly known as NOAA. There you go, NOAA. So this is what they say. Uh, It's a site, it's noaa.gov, and what, what are atmospheric rivers? So, quote, atmospheric rivers are relatively long, narrow regions in the atmosphere, like rivers in the sky, that transport most of the water vapor outside of the tropics. These columns of vapor move with the weather, carrying an amount of water vapor roughly equivalent to the average flow of water at the mouth of the Mississippi River. Wow. When the atmospheric rivers make landfall, they often release all of this water vapor in the form of rain or snow. So what happens is it's coming off of the ocean and it hits California, in this this case, California. we are just use California. Okay, you got mountains just inland. Well, what happens to water when it rises? <laughs> it condenses. It condenses and down it comes. And down it comes. And that's why we've had blizzard warnings. We've had... Uh, uh, also, uh, what is it? You know, f- flood warnings for Los Angeles. Los Angeles yes. of all the places uh, where I used to go is, is San Diego. Uh, not too bad there, but it has some flooding. Uh, okay. I'll just read—I'm not going to read the entire article, but uh, it says, Although atmospheric rivers come in many shapes and sizes, those that contain the largest amounts of water vapor and the strongest winds can create extreme rainfall and floods, often by stalling over watersheds vulnerable to flooding. Uh, A well-known example is the, quote, Pineapple Express. We've heard that. That's a strong atmospheric river that's capable of bringing moisture from the tropics near Hawaii, Over the U.S. West Coast. So when you hear the Pineapple Express, which we've used before too, that's an atmospheric river that starts over Hawaii and comes up. A lot of times they don't have to go from Hawaii. They can just develop, you know, and then come in. So there, atmospheric rivers are very, very uh, interesting. Yes, they are. And the other article I had about California – it says rain rates in California during this newest storm—newest storm, that means they've had storms before this—may reach one inch per hour. Now, the average rainfall in San Diego is about an inch and a half. <laughs> and that's for a year? Yeah. Yeah. So they're getting—and like, and I saw where they had flood warnings for most of the state. Like yes. north of Los Angeles— all the way to the top of the state with Redding, uh, flood warnings. Now, this one uh, was updated on the 10th, so about two or three days ago. Uh, it said uh, the, the Weather Prediction Center, which is responsible for you know the hydrologics and rainfall, says it's increasing its excessive rainfall outlook for parts of the state to a level four of four. In other words, it going to rain.
1: Well, at least it will refill some of the reservoirs. And maybe their water shortage
0: will be solved. That's what I'm hoping. And I I told Corey about that the other day. I mean, I don't know how far inland this is going, but if the whole, well, much of the state of California, I mean, hopefully it's going to go and fill those aquifers. And also the other thing that they have that's going to be really bad is like the quote: "If you have snow on your roof, all of a sudden that snow is going to get very, very heavy." That snow is going to absorb all this rainfall, and you could have the roof collapses, too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so if you have snow on your roof at all, please try to get it off of there. <laughs> and, of course, the other thing is
1: uh, landslides, mudslides. Oh, They're, my gosh, yes. Yeah, they, they have to oh. be horrible right now. They are. Um, I haven't really paid attention to the news, so, you know—
0: yeah, no, no you're exactly right. And there have been some months like and a couple of them have uh closed some streets. Oh yeah. I don't know if it's if it's Interstate 5. They call it the 5 out there. <laughs> it's like I don't know. That's kind of their their surfer dude thing, you know,
1: <laughs> the coastal highway. Yeah,
0: the coastal coastal interstate, Interstate 5. Um uh, yeah, so we're going to watch that. I'm seeing if there's anything else in this particular article. Uh Oh, okay, the Level 4 Excessive Rainfall Warning is targeted to two sections in Central California. The coast from the Salinas, 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 I don't know, southward to San Luis, Obispo, <laughs> O-B-I-S-P-O, <laughs> San Luis, Obispo, and areas of the foothills in the Sierras near Fresno. Uh, that's That was last week, and they said the last time the Bay Area and Central West Coast Central Coast was in a high risk was in 2010, so it's been 13 years. Wow. Whew. Anyway, I'm I'm not going to go ahead and read all this. You can go read it if you like, because it is fantastic. So, do you have anything off the top of your head? Any other fascinating weather stuff in this segment? This is where you can
1: just talk uh, about anything fun. Not that not that I can think of right now. No, you're boring. No, I am really boring. <laughs> no, man. you're not. Well, I just forced you to do this like an hour ago. <laughs> so yeah, it, yeah <laughs> and and surprised me with this little segment. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, and, and I'm going to surprise you, everybody even more because it's time for the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. It's time for the last segment. So, Gary, we're going to give it to you. So, tell me. What is this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week? Gunge. Wow. No, not grunge. No. No. Gunge. Gunge. Okay. G-U-N-G-E. So, what is a gunge? Uh, apparently,
1: it is slang for anything in the atmosphere. That restricts visibility for storm spotting, uh, fog, haze, precipitation, uh, steady rain or drizzle, you know, widespread, yeah. low clouds, anything. And obviously, you know, so many of the tornadoes that come through here are rain-wrapped. So, of course,
0: gunge. There you got a gunge. A gunge tornado. Yes. We should name tornadoes. No 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 no, 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 no,
1: no, no, then you'll be like the Weather Channel. No,
0: no, no, We we don't, no, because they name winter storms. They really shouldn't name winter storms. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, you know what? They can do what they want. Here at puberty again. <clears throat> What's wrong with my voice? I, I keep, I keep doing uh, that like Mr. Yeah. Douglas. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you know, this,
1: certainly the puberty thing is. I don't hmm. know. Are we going off the rails yet? Uh probably
0: oh okay Oh well anyway uh oh I'm looking for something what did I do with it what okay, you, keep talking tell people And what exactly are you looking for my outro I had your it your outro yeah
1: because I I've done it for it's I'm, under the thing
0: what thing uh, oh there oh there you go okay uh, now now we can resume yeah, there you go oh gosh I think we just went off the rails. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Gary, I'm so glad that you decided to let me forcefully make you do this
1: podcast with me. (laughs) Well, you're feeding me dinner, so that's okay.
0: I made chicken and noodles crockpot last night. It is
1: awesome! Yes, it is. And
0: and I made homemade bread, too.
1: Yes, and I had two big bowls of it last (laughs) night. And I'm looking forward to another big bowl of it tonight. And you know
0: what? It's 9.14, so it's about, it's about supper time. It's about dinner time. Ooh, okay. Well, you know what? I think we need to wrap this thing up then. <laughs> so be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page. And be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to StormDarWeather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Okay, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.